You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek Podcast. is from Luke chapter 13 starting at verse 18. Luke 13 chart starting at verse 18 and it's on page 847 of the Pew Bible or on the overhead. Luke chapter 13. Then Jesus asked, what is the kingdom of God like? What shall I compare it to? It is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds perched in its branches. Again he asked, What shall I compare the kingdom of God to? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. Hear the word of the Lord. I just might just mention before we turn to our sermon that when you came in, I hope you uh, were given a show bag and there's some information there about Bush Church Aid. One of the things we've been doing is asking people to pray for a municipality in regional Victoria. Many of you will have links to a part of regional Victoria. My own people come from Maryborough and up near uh, Rainbow and Japarik. And uh, I've got copies of all of those ones. I've just given you one randomly on the little table out the back. There's also a cool pencil in there. And if you'd like to be in our mailing list, uh, either by getting something in the mail or via um, email, just fill that out, and there's a little donation box out there. There's also a couple of books out there you may like to look at, which um, are for sale, books are for sale. Um, well, one, one's our centenary book, and the other's a um, book about um, a reprint of Leon Morris's book. Well, you may want to uh, keep um, Luke 13 open there, at verse, uh, beginning of verse 18, as we turn now to our sermon. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, as we come before you, We just thank you so much that you speak to us through your word and we marvel at your word's great variety, the way it comforts, the way it delights, the way it challenges. We pray that you'd open our eyes to your word today and transform us uh, through our understanding of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this year is obviously a great celebration because 100 years ago, On a wet and windy night, not too dissimilar from those last couple of weeks, you might say, a small gathering of 26 met uh, to form the Bush Church Aid Society in 1919. And the first organising missioner, a man called Sid Kirkby, who was actually ordained in the Diocese of Bendigo, from from Bendigo, he wrote in uh, a book after 10 years, he wrote, a day of small things, it appeared to be, in point of numbers, And in point of numbers, carrying no great promise to those present. Carrying no great promise to those present. Well, in our reading today, we read of another small thing, a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air perched in its branches. We also read of another small thing, yeast which a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. And Jesus says, this is what the kingdom of God is like. In other words, 
it starts small. Jesus has in mind here a kitchen garden with its um, herbs and veggies, maybe a few fruit trees or olives. Now, the mustard seed's not necessarily the smallest of seeds, but it's pretty small. It's inconspicuous, easily overlooked. Yet when it's sown in good soil and watered, it grows into a substantial tree in the garden, three or four metres high, so that even the birds of the air make nests in its branches. Or think of the woman adding a small bit of last week's yeast into a large amount of flour, actually. Jesus is talking here about probably 22 litres worth of flour. Yet a small amount of yeast, just a little bit off a lump that will be in the bottle, a small amount of yeast works through all that dough, the whole batch, so that when it's baked, the commentators argue that we'd probably have bread for 100 to 150 people. This is what the kingdom of God is like. It starts small and it grows imperceptibly, quietly. You don't even realise it's growing until you go away for holidays perhaps and come back and my goodness, hasn't the garden grown? Or it's a bit like teenagers, you know, over the summer. You don't realise how much that they've grown until they go to put on their old school shoes and they just don't fit. No good buying school shoes at the beginning of the holidays. They've grown steadily, silently. Or it's a bit like some Australian eucalypts that just keep growing, even in drought and tough times. And Bush Church Age history is a bit like that, actually, because those early founders in 1919 wanted to serve those in isolated parts of Australia, and they were starting at a very tough time, very unpropitious time. Think of the difficulties they faced. We just thought the First World War, and many were coming back who were terribly traumatised, and there'd been a lot of, of death there, obviously. The Spanish flu was now taking its toll. Our nation was only 18 years old, and the returning soldiers were being sent to uh, small uh, blocks up in places like up on, in the Mali that would never be sustaining. Yet BCA's founders were committed to reaching all of Australia for Christ. One of their mottos was, where the railway line stops, we start. They wanted everyone to hear of God's love, his care, of his death on the cross to pay the penalty for all the wrong that you and I have ever done, of his resurrection from the grave to show that that penalty had been paid. And they wanted everyone to hear of his gift of the Spirit to those who turn to Christ and trust in him and believe in him look to him. And they wanted everyone to have that sure and certain hope of eternal life in new bodies with believers from every tribe and nation. Well, within 10 years, uh, ministers and bush deaconesses had been uh, sent to Krabajigalong, down near Can River, Manindi, Cobar, uh, the Air Peninsula, and the South Australian border. Hostels had been established in Wilcannia and Mungandai. You saw some of that, those pictures in the uh, video so that isolated kids could actually even just go to school, to a primary school. They'd started a Sunday school by post, which at that time, 10 years on, had 700 children. It, it grew to thousands. A hospital had been established at Seduna, out on the, um, the bite, uh, and even a plane had been purchased for uh, Padre pilot Len Daniels. And 13 students were actually in theological college preparing for country ministry, eight men and five women. Yet all this started small, very small. 
I don't know if you thought about this or not, but when you look at the Bible, God's continually taking something that's very small and using it to grow his kingdom. From very ordinary things, he starts substantial and eternal things. I mean, he began his people through Abraham and Sarah, who didn't think they'd ever even have children. I mean, Abraham was 100 years old, and then he was actually asked to sacrifice Isaac. And then God rescued his people through one man, Joseph, who had been sold as a slave by his brothers for 20 shekels of silver. And then God again rescued his people through Moses, who himself nearly died, saved only from murder in a little floating basket. And ultimately, of course, God rescues his people through a baby born in a cow shed, who himself miraculously escaped murder as an infant. And whoever would have thought that a dispirited band of followers who'd gone back to fishing after the crucifixion would start a church that now numbers billions. God loves to make something out of nothing. And I reckon that if you look at your own life and your own family and you look back, you think, actually, God's been working in my life and little things he's taken and they've really grown. You know, maybe someone invited you to an Alpha course. Maybe someone invited you to church. Maybe um, someone, uh, you, you went on a Christian camp or something. Out of little things, your whole life has been changed. Don't despise the small. God's kingdom starts with the small. God's eternal, massive kingdom starts with the small. Secondly, do you notice how the kingdom of God completely transforms? I don't know if you've ever been to a cheese factory. Uh, Into these vast vats of churned milk, they throw just a few handfuls of starter culture. And it's only not much at all. And this starter culture works through the whole vats and completely transforms the whole. Silently, a little bit sure goes a long way. Well, there's a glassmaker I was watching down at Lake's entrance and she's got this big, massive, clear uh, molten glass and into it she throws just a pellet of, of a colour, like blue or something, and the whole thing's transformed. Uh, I had... Um, friends in Switzerland, and they had a friend staying who tried to do the right thing by taking out the recycling. So he took out the, uh, the glass, and he, when he came back, he said, um, by the way, what are the three different bins out there? They said, why, oh, there's white glass and brown glass and clear glass. I mean, uh, 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 brown, green, and clear. He goes, oh, I didn't know that. I think I, put, I might put them in the wrong one. They said, oh, you're joking. It's terrible to do that, to put a green glass bottle in a clear glass that'll wreck the whole thing because one bottle goes the whole way. If you know Swiss people, they're very fussy. <laughs> Here he was trying to do the right thing and he'd wreck the whole thing. So it is with the kingdom of God in a good way. A little bit transforms the whole. It transforms those who believe it and it transforms those who come into contact with it. I used to work for the Navy and um, I discovered that when I returned from leave, the language on my floor had significantly deteriorated. And, but as soon as they realised that I was back, it suddenly transformed. Now, I hadn't even told them I was a Christian, and I certainly hadn't made any comment on their language. In fact, I'd been a bit overwhelmed by the whole culture there. I was keeping my head down, actually. Yet somehow, my shy presence made a difference. 
And that's our prayer at BCA, that each of these people in each of these places would make a transformative difference in their communities as they seek to reach Australia for Christ. Whether it be Alfrene, she's an uh, Aboriginal chaplain at a place called Galagambone, and she just says, please pray for jobs for our kids. She says, there's only two jobs in, in town at the IGA. What are these kids all going to do when they leave school? Or Ayumi, she's the wife of the Presbyterian minister, but she looks after scripture teaching at Gilgandra. And uh, again, uh, you know, between the two of them, they are really committed to transforming the town. Or Dale, he's up at um, Red, Red Cliffs, which is just about 15 minutes south of um, Mildura, a place called Sunraiser, well, the parish is called Sunraiser South. Uh, this is a picture of him distributing Christmas presents that have been given by the Independent Teachers Association, their staff, God bless them. Um, he was for a long time the deputy president or chair or something of the uh, Autism Society in Mildura because the number of kids have got um, are on the spectrum. And so uh, uh, he's actually committed to working with people with all sorts of needs. And Redcliffe's is actually pretty poor when you look at Victoria. And uh, there's a lot of most of, the, most of the work there is agricultural. It's um, obviously only seasonal and uh, it doesn't pay all that well. And there's uh, also quite a lot of drugs there. And uh, in fact, just, he was telling me just recently that he'd had a, a bloke who was having a psychiatric episode and so he took him to the hospital. And no one at the hospital could actually care for this bloke. He had to be triaged from Bendigo. As a, uh, and, and he just said, this is ridiculous. Anyway... Dale didn't go till they'd admitted him. He needed to be admitted. Now, that bloke wouldn't have been admitted unless Dale had been there. That's the sort of thing in terms of transforming the communities that BCA field staff are doing all the time. The kingdom of God. Well, I could go on and you can read more about it in the show bags. The kingdom of God starts small, it transforms, and finally, do you notice how wonderfully delightful the kingdom of God is? As the birds nest in the mustard tree with their little babies and as we share fresh crusty bread some years ago I went through a period of chronic illness and I was confined to bed and outside my bedroom window were these fuchsias and the birds just love their nectar but if you know anything about fuchsias the fuchsias flowers hang down and they're on bendy um, supple stems so to get the nectar the birds have to go all the way around to stick up the, to get their to get into the um, to get the nectar now, watching those birds dance on those bending, bouncing stems, I did that all day, and that kept me going through a really tough time, some of my darkest days. It, it was such a delight to watch those birds feeding and dancing in the sun in my garden. Well, what a delight it is to be part of the kingdom of God with people from many different nations, each seeking to declare his glory among the nations, his marvellous deeds among all peoples. And my prayer is that everybody here has given back to God all that he's given us and that each one of us here is using all that God's given us, maybe even reaching out, stepping out in faith a bit to help the growth and extension of God's kingdom. When you're prayerful people, when you're actually a reflective people, God guides us, doesn't he? God leads us to each of the harvest fields he'd have us work in through our prayers, our life, our gifts. And actually my prayer is that God would commit, that we would commit ourselves afresh 
to reaching Australia for Christ. I'm thankful, uh, thrilled that PCA is one of your missions here. And I think that actually this parish is a very opportune place to support BCA. We find that actually places that are on the edge of, of, of cities uh, understand what it's like often in the bush. Many people have actually had some contact with the bush. Uh, and also, most of the people around here are sort of completely at home in Bunnings. You know, they fix everything. So, uh, and that's what you need to be when, you go to, when you're living in a place like um, Cooper Beatty or somewhere. So my prayer is that we would commit ourselves afresh to reaching Australia for Christ, to serving those in remote, rural and regional Australia through our prayers, our life and our gifts. God's kingdom is like a mustard seed. It starts small, it's like the yeast. It starts small. It transforms and it's an eternal delight. Let's praise God for all that he's done to build his kingdom through BCA over the last hundred years and let's commit ourselves afresh to growing his kingdom in reaching Australia for Christ, especially regional and remote Australia. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for these great little parables where you teach us in a very simple way wonderful truths about your kingdom, how it just starts so small and yet it, has, it, 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 it works extends and grows in such a delightful way, transforming all that it comes into contact with. Give us wisdom, Lord, to know how we can use all that you've given us, our time, our prayers, our gifts, our money, both as individuals and as a church, to know how we can be involved in growing God's kingdom. We especially pray that you'd give us wisdom to know how we can grow God's kingdom here in Australia, especially remote and rural Australia. In Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Just search for St. John's Diamond Creek. If you have any questions about this podcast, send us an email, questions at stjohnsdc.org.au. 